here's what I find in my experience. A lot of middle managers don't really like to manage back up. They don't push back. Girl, they now we're going them, deep, girl. They don't give them an opportunity yeah. to really say, I mean, I hear you, but who would know? Is the thought of being imperfect keeping you from taking action? Welcome to Inspired Action for Imperfect Humans. Each week, we give you real-life stories and thought-provoking research that inspires your soul to live a more fulfilled life through your own actions. From the heart of Calgary, Canada, here are your hosts, award-winning coaches, Christopher Lawrence and Kyle Kalu. Because I'm like, your price has already skyrocketed the way it is beyond. And it's the only industry, to my knowledge, that I'm thinking right top of my head now, that still has the consumer supplement their income through We're tips tipping. and all this mm-hmm. other stuff. And the people who've left, they've said the reason why I'm leaving is because how I'm being treated, right? Yeah. You know, uh, my scheduling, the pay sucks, you know, yeah. and here's the thing, if anything ever happens, I'm the first one out. Oh, it's slow today, go home. Oh, and so it's yeah. not predictable salary for them, right? Right, And it's not a predictable environment. Well, and, and quite frankly, people, people, whether you normally value predictability or not, people do right now because Absolutely. there's been too much uncertainty. Kyle, I want to talk about some more of this uh, employee engagement stuff. So, so for those that chose to disclose gender, uh, uh, men versus women, those are the only two genders that they uh, that they categories they had that they had, and and some chose not to disclose gender. Um, for those that chose to disclose gender, there was very little difference. Men are two percent more actively engaged than women, um, but that to me that's um, fairly. Uh, it's not statistically significant in this case. Um, if we look at generations, so uh, uh, older Xers, boomers, and silent generation, I hope you're listening because y'all love to rag on millennials and Gen Z uh, and the younger Gen Xers. But actually, there was very little significance between the generations. Gen Z mm-hmm. tends to be a little bit more engaged uh, well, along sorry. with... Does it tell you the age, like the year when we call? So Gen Gen Z would be born after 1980. 1980, okay, 1980. After 1980 is is I'm sorry, that is not true. After the year 2000. 2000, right? They're born after the year 2000. Millennials are 80 to 2000. Xers are before that. Okay. Um. So so Gen Z and the Silent Generation, which is Mm -hmm. older than Boomers. Right. Um, they uh, they tend to be the most actively engaged by about 10% more than, say, millennials. Xers are halfway in between. Baby boomers are uh, almost as disengaged as millennials. The interesting thing, too, is that a lot of people kind of think of millennials as being younger, but but actually you have millennials that are like 40, 41 years old right now and, is, and as young as 20. It's a pretty it's a pretty uh, broad category because it was a category of 20 years, but, mm-hmm. but your millennials are between 20, 21, 22 mm-hmm. to 41, 42 uh, now. Wow. And so, so I'm a millennial, which is, I mean, that just blows my mind. So, some people say it changed in 1978. Some say 1982. I don't think it really matters, but, right. but cro- across the board generationally, uh, not a statistic statistical significance there is it when you look at just the silent generation versus millennials it looks like there's about a 15 percent spread there right. um, but, but disengagement which is, is disengagement sig- well disengagement is disengagement mm-hmm. uh 
If you look at by industry, so consumer education, energy, finance, healthcare, manufacturing, mm -hmm. not-for-profit even, professional services and technology, uh, the lowest was energy, but it is not statistically significant in terms of the difference of any of the other industries, including technology. Wow. So there's really, only there's only about a 10% spread there. So that is a lot when you're looking at the yeah. difference of say like like 45% to yeah. uh to 55%, but it's still only 55%. Mm -hmm. So so this is across the board. And so why do we think that's happening? Like, well, I, I there's there's two more actually three more here that I want to share Kyle because I'd yeah. like people to know but I think it's a I think I I think that's a very good question. I think yeah. I think it's important that we ask why it's happening. But but I like if you want to know the truth, I think it's because we're not asking. I think we're not asking people what they want. I think people are fatigued. Now, here's where there was some statistical significance. Mm -hmm. Um uh it's in tenure so the most actively engaged employees being 60 percent right. are zero to three months within an organization you want to know what's crazy about that yeah. after three months it drops down to 48 percent yeah for those that are three to 12 months it drops after three months by 12 percent and then and then it stays pretty static like like there's there's you know from from three from three months to 15 years there's kind of a spread in there about of about maybe five percent between the the groupings of one to two years two to five five to ten ten to fifteen and that's it uh this one was really interesting employee engagement data by seniority below manager level 41 percent are actively engaged at manager levels, 49 are actively engaged. So, so being at the manager level has afforded people um, a little bit more engagement than not. So, so there is something about being at that level that maybe allows right. people to be engaged. I think some of it's probably because it's not optional. I was going to say some of them is just that's a part of your mm -hmm. role, right? So it's like, you know, your engagement in your role and how you're getting others engaged, right? Because mm -hmm. that's the responsibilities usually placed on them, right? So one more. <clears throat> I know this podcast's running a little bit long. One more. Across the globe, if we look at it by continent, all of them are 45% are or below actively engaged on every continent except Latin America is 61. Damn. They're at 61. Damn, I knew it. it's those fiestas. It's the last yeah. beats. It's the moving in the hips. That's what. Yeah, happening. maybe. Right? Yeah, they're, yeah. It's really interesting. Like I, life. Yeah. Well, that's what I think. You know, you know, it's interesting. You look at like how many Canadians do we know that have moved to Mexico or Costa Rica in the last six months? Like mm -hmm. I can count yeah. probably like ten or fifteen yeah. right yeah. now. Easily. Yeah. And like it's talking. crazy. People are still talking about it, right? You know, and I think, you know, this comes back to something we've often talked about this whole thing of work life balance that we don't 
um, believe necessary in because of the whole balance. And I think we've done a podcast already about that because there's parts of the flow, right? We believe more in that work-life flow that there's times that your job needs you and there's times that your life needs you. And it sounds like there's quite a few people since the pandemic are saying, I need to flow a little bit more to life, right? I need to be around certain things because you and I were even talking about that, right? It's like, where do we want to live? Where do we, what do we want to be around? Because we believe no matter where you live, you are you. However, there's a few things people want to tap into, right? Uh, when they look at it. So I think the question, and we may have to continue this, this conversation around, you know, why, why are we not asking? Because there's some people who you're right, I don't think they've ever asked what's happening for your disengagement, right? And sometimes there's some leaders who don't even know it's happening, because they're just oblivious to it, right? Sometimes they don't even want to know. I'm sorry, that's bullshit. If a leader is oblivious to it, then they're not a leader. They're managing, they're not leading. I'm sorry. I I don't, I don't agree with that at all. I I think that's bullshit. And I think, I think that middle managers have the toughest job in the organization. You know how, you know how organizations deal with disengagement. They put out a survey, they do a Y survey or a 360 review, and then they fucking do nothing with it except rag on their middle management. They rag on their, because the gap, every single company that does this, it's the same problem. The communication seems to be stopping at middle management. Because we know what we're saying, it's just not getting down to you. And I look at the executives and I say, that's still your problem. Mm -hmm. If your middle managers aren't doing it and that's systemic across your organization, that's your problem, not theirs. It's not their fault. You haven't set them up. They're overworked. They're underpaid. They're not taught how to manage change. They're not taught to facilitate change. And you don't give them enough fucking time to do it in their day. Girl, hey, I know, I know when I said go deeper, I didn't mean, I mean, I think you're getting too Oh, deep girl, I'm at least eight inches in now. Girl, I'm eight inches deep now. I keep digging that hole, girl. You wanted to go deep and we are I, deep. I, I think I, you know, I, I know you're right about that. I know you're right about that. And I think that the work that we do, you know, especially for myself, when I'm, when I work with those middle managers and senior leaders is to let them know their responsibility is to go even deeper. I've worked with those managers that they know ish there's a problem or don't want but to. What know does going deeper mean, Kyle? Because I'm waiting for you to go deeper right now. So hang on, that's what she said. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But when you talk to these middle managers, this was actually a legitimate question if you wanted to pay attention. <laughs> oh God, can I tell you something? I just think I'm the funniest thing. This morning, my sibling is leaving the house and I said, yeah. um, well, in the words of cheese, have a good day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, that is some funny ass you, shit right for, for a guy who doesn't have kids, you have the worst dad jokes. You know, outside of your little puppy there, you have the worst dad jokes. And trust me, folks, I am the recipient of those jokes when it's happening. Because he's already laughing halfway through it. And we're like, okay, what's the joke? He talks about me yeah. not being clear with certain things, but he's already laughing throughout this joke. So Kyle, you know, Kyle, what, what is it that you tell middle management that they're responsible for when you coach them? Because I'm really curious about this. I, I'm, I, I coach some middle management. Mm-hmm. I coach a lot of um, uh, non-management employees as well. So I'm curious, what do you tell them when you have this conversation with them? Because yeah. I actually think that it's a systemic problem and systemic problems always require a change from the leadership, not change in leadership, mm-hmm. change from the leadership. Right. 
because sometimes doing that is not going to solve the problem either. Let me answer that by telling you a situation that happened within my mom. When I was a first leader, when I started to lead and I was, uh, you know, junior leader and I'm coming home and I'm writing, you know, griping to my mom about certain things. And she sat me down and she said, you know, as a parent, the responsibility for parents is how do we keep our kids safe? How do we protect them from things? How do we ensure that they have an opportunity to grow and do what they need to do? And so from her perspective, she thinks, you know, she said, as a leader, you need to continue that work. Because when these kids go off, I mean, at the time I was junior leader at McDonald's, so I'm working with young kids, right? They're 14, 15 years old. And she goes, it's your responsibility as their leader to make sure they're protected, they're safe, they're getting that clear communication is what needs to happen and for it to really be meaningful. I find for whatever reason, the more advanced you get in leadership, we seem to forget that that's the responsibility. And then we find that people are making decisions on something that has more to do with the operation advancement and not actually their people. So when I'm working with those middle managers, I'm saying, listen, you're in the middle for a reason. You have a boss and there's someone reporting into you. It is still your responsibility to advocate in three areas. One, what is it that you need to be a better leader? You need to be asked and be able to answer that question. What are you doing, right? What resources do you need? Either tools, resources, education, development. What is that? Well, I hear this, but I, I think they're asking and they can't get them. Second, wait I for, think wait they're for asking, it. but they, they're not yeah, getting wait, it. I think that I think the executive level is so disengaged sometimes that they actually don't care. Do you know how you fix this problem? You know how you fix it? You make all of your executive soccer moms. Do you know why? Because those girls know how to communicate and they know how to get shit done. That's, true. That's, that's true. it. That's what you do. You change all of your executives to soccer moms. We would have far fewer problems. The second thing <laughs> I'm I would not joking. Say to these middle in the words of Coco Montrese, in the words of Coco Montrese, I ain't oh, joking, Lord. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> the second thing is you need as a middle manager, you also need to know what it is that your people need, right? And I think there's a missed opportunity there. Because one thing with the survey is one thing, but if you're going to do a survey, you're not going to do anything about it, then what's the point of doing these why surveys or, you know, employee surveys, whatever the case may be, but you still have to say, well, hold on, it's my responsibility to make sure these guys get what they need. And also that includes removing roadblocks. Because oftentimes the employee on the front line has so many roadblocks. And the worst part is when you, the leader slash manager is creating the roadblock, right? Sometimes you don't need to be that roadblock. So you need to understand what that is. And the third thing that the leader is responsible for is speaking for the organization, right? So what is the organization need? right? Between yourself, others, and the organization, that's a big component. Here's what I find in my experience. A lot of middle managers don't really like to manage back up. They don't push back. Oh, girl, they now we're going them, deep, girl. They don't give them an opportunity yeah. to really say, I mean, I hear you, but who would know? I can't tell you how many times I've said, listen, either you hired me for a reason, because if you're going to mm -hmm. tell me how to do it, you could pay someone a lot less than me to go do that thing. But if you're really, if you put me in this role to be the person who's trying to do this thing up here for you guys, meaning execute on the vision, and then almost leading the people in the front line to break then down you, what the you, vision looks like. Yeah, then you, then you have to give me what I need to do that job. 
Absolutely. period, whether Get it's resourcing or tools or, or exactly. Yeah, exactly. It, totally. And it's don't. like, I understand, I understand that a lot of it is, is a budget conversation, but if it, if you are budget constrained and I understand that many organizations are for lots right. of reasons, it's, you know, to please the shareholders or, or there is a financial situation. I understand that, but, but then, but then those leaders need to, to inspire innovation and creativity and resourcefulness in their people. So it's like, okay, it's not gonna be a resource in the form of like a budget line item, another FTE yeah. or whatever, yeah. but there's going, but but here's what we can do. Here's what can cut, let's look at the value out of the work that these people are doing. Cause we all know, like you look at disengagement, you can totally connect it to value add work. When Absolutely. people are doing work, they do not believe is adding value to the organization. Yeah. And lots of times it's not. Kyle, one time I stopped giving a report to my boss for six months. This was an important report what? that yeah. I spent hours on. Now I kept creating it because I thought if he asks, I want to have it ready. I just didn't put right. it on his desk or in his inbox anymore. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you know, it took him six months to ask. He says, oh, I didn't get that report this week. I'm like, oh, I said, you actually haven't had it for six months. Uh, I have them all, but I thought I wanted to see the value because you and I, have, I'm a martyr though, right? Like if there's yeah. a hill to die on, girl, I'll find yeah. it. Listen, I want to talk, I want to talk about the other end of this, right? Because we've been, we've been doing a lot of kind of like, um, you know, like, like coming in hard on the leaders a little bit here, but, but I want to say to the employee groups too, it, there's a responsibility here and your responsibility is to know what you need and ask for it. I think that people, when they're disengaged or they're dissatisfied, they're not, they don't know what they need and they're not asking for it and they're not checking in. And if you don't know, that's why you have to reach out to a coach or a career counselor or, you know, or a therapist, like somebody that's going to help you identify your needs and your wants, not just needs, needs, wants, desires. I think we should have it all right. Yeah. But, but there's some responsibility for you to take in this journey and it's not always up to your leaders to fix it they can better address it when mm -hmm. you are specific with your ask and if it's yeah. only about money that's good great no problem but then what because do you know what the satisfaction period is for a raise kyle six weeks when people get a raise on average six weeks later they're back into disengagement and dissatisfaction Which if they were in it before. It's not the core thing based on what you just said. And I think totally. you touched on that. You know, I'm not saying that. don't people pay don't... people well. I'm not saying yeah. that. I'm saying is they... do that and look beyond. Yeah, they don't know what it is. They just know that there's a discomfort. They just know that they're disengaged. They just know that they're not finding something. And if you don't have the, the language or the identification of what it is, by the time you're talking to your leader, you're actually telling them to decide for you. And when they do that, because I'm hearing that too, right? It's like, well, I, I, they, I, they said they wanted this. I thought it was this. Then I did this. Then we did this. So now they're like, screw it. What doesn't matter anymore, right? So we have to be clear because sometimes when you tell a leader that, I don't know, I just don't feel challenged. I don't feel, you know, as engaged and don't, you know what? Sometimes leaders here give them more work, which is not true, right? It's not always the case. You don't want more work. You want meaningful work, right? And so those are some of the things that you need to be able to do. So, girl, I think uh, we should wrap this, this is a up. This is a two-parter. This is a two-parter. Yeah, this is yeah, a, this this definitely is a two-parter. Um, so, I, our inspired action is, uh, in the words of Richie Spice and the lyrics from "Check Yourself," your inspired action is check yourself, 
never forget yourself. You may find it hard sometimes. Pressure will come to your mind. Take it one, one day at a time. Love yourself. Never forget yourself. Check yourself. Don't direct yourself. Behave yourself. Know what you want in life. Think of your future. Take a grip of your life. Believe in you. Love it. It's our goal to build a global community of inspired action takers. And we can only do that with your help. So if you love inspired action, please leave a review on your favorite podcasting app and share us on your socials. You've heard from us. Now we want to hear from you. Go to inspiredactionpodcast.ca and tell us what is the inspired action you took this week. Next week on Inspired Action for Imperfect Humans. So, so I came across this research. Seven in 10 uh, North American workers are avoiding difficult conversations at work. Really? Seven in, in 10. 10. So I knew it was high. I didn't think it was that So high. people would rather keep quiet on an important work issue than tackle it head on.